Welcome to the CLC podcast. CLC is a Columbus Leadership Campus of Point University located at North Highland Church. CLC exists to equip young leaders and help them unlock their God-given potential through practical ministry training and biblical education. For more information about our school, you can visit our website at clcgeorgia.com. So, is anyone excited for summer? Is everyone, like, don't want to really admit it, but hashtag kind of nervous because it a little bit. Sometimes, 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 yeah. Some, I mean, all right, so if it's your first summer, like, going through CLC, like, you might be like, summer is going to be great. It is. It's going to be great. Um, but I can attest to you, like, having, like, four days a week where you're like, hey, at least an hour is, like, already scheduled for me to be close to Jesus and it's going to be great is really nice. And then, like, um, is there anyone in here that does not struggle with time management? What? Juan <laughs> is Sydney. All right, so um, right now, CLC helps you manage your time that you spend with God. And like during the summer, if you are bad at time management, which all of you just said you have a little bit of problems with it, you have to start to manage your own time with the Lord. And so it gets, it gets challenging. I remember graduating and being like, wait, this is never coming back for me. Like, I have to do this myself forever. Um, and so, like, it's something you have to be like, okay, developing disciplines and hopefully uh if you go through clc for four years we're developing healthy habits and so like if you do not have it you're like i i need this this is something i need this has nothing to do with my sermon but i felt like i should tell you all right dear lord i thank you so much um for this morning i thank you so much for everyone that is inside of this room god i pray that you speak through me uh that you use me lord that uh, the words that come out of my mouth are not of justin gaston but directly from you for the people that are in this room. I love you so much, and it's going to be a great day. It's going to be good. Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to a t-shirt. It's going to say, it's going to be good. Cool. All right. Um, the met title of my message this morning is The Ignored. The Ignored. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. Um, yeah, put the slide up there because it's pretty. Ah. Ooh, look at the polygon in the back. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So, the ignored. Um, has, any, has anyone ever been ignored before? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's probably one of the most frustrating things ever. Um, like, it is just a really, 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 really uh, troubling, troubling thing. Um, I, is it deep, deep inside of me? I think my biggest pet peeve is, like, when I know someone is deliberately is ignoring me. Um, and so, uh, Cameron, uh, <clears throat> I need you to be in character and just, just follow me. Hey, Cam? Cam? Hey, Cam? 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 Hello? Cameron? Cameron? Cam? Malia? Malia? Miley? Hello? Uh, Marianne? Can he, um, okay. Uh, oh, Jonah? Okay, well, uh, can you help? Uh, oh, all right, Debo, how, can I have some of this? No. Oh, oh, see that? Food to get you. All right, so being ignored really does, okay, has anyone ever, okay, we hate being ignored. Has anyone ever been laying down in their bed, you know, it's maybe a sophomore year of high school, and all of a sudden you hear, get up, and you just like, 
I'm still slip. I I ain't hear you, but you know you heard your mama trying to wake you up. But like that's that that's that acceptable ignoring because you know Jesus knows you need your sleep. You gotta you gotta you gotta cuddle sometimes. Be like it's cool. Five more minutes. Well, well, then you wake up like 20 minutes later. You're like, oh my gosh, I missed the bus. Um, Was anybody's parent like this? Might just be me, but I would ignore my mom waking me up. And then my mom went to work before I left for school, and then I would oversleep, and then I would miss the bus, and I'd be like, what do I do? <laughs> and then um, it only happened one time because, as many of you know, Nikki does not play. And I was like, um, I missed the bus. She was like, what? And I'm like, oh, never did that again. Um, I was sore for a couple of days, but, you know, help me remember not to, not to miss the bus anymore. Um, I'm talking this morning about being ignored. Um, also, probably one of the easiest ways to ignore people, and um, if you have, you've done it, okay, and don't lie to me, and some of you may do it more than you'd like to admit, but I um, used to, when I was in school, and I'm, I've been where you guys are at, you're around the same people all the time, and it's real easy to just like get frustrated and be like, I don't want to talk to you, um, and so I would just put my headphones in, and people would like be talking to me. I could clearly hear what they were saying, but I would just be like, and then like, Justin, Justin, I'm like, oh, oh, what? So, oh, my bad. And then they, they were just like, no, no never mind. Um, and in this AirPod generation, it's just really a lot easier. Nation, Josh, and Josiah probably do it to you guys all the time. And they're just like, yeah, oh, what? I gotta go. And just and Josiah does it with his big blue thing. But I can't, I can't hear you. Um, <laughs> Um, but it's so easy to ignore some people sometimes, but we hate when it happens to us, all right? So I don't care who you are, being ignored, like truly when someone just like doesn't want to like, pay you the time of day, it doesn't feel good, all right? Um, I, but I have. I've ignored some people before. But our text this morning is Jeremiah uh, chapter 2, verse 13. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. For many of my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that hold no water. All right? So a little background of what is going on in this text is in the book of Jeremiah, basically Jeremiah is warning the people of Judah and saying, hey, um, if you don't change, you're you all going to die. I'm gonna, the Lord is going to just destroy all of you. So please, like, listen to what I'm saying. And what did they do? Kept on messing around, all right? And so he was like, clear, Jeremiah so many times is clearly like, hey, like, this is what you need to do. And when the people are just ignoring him, they're like, it's fine. Sin is fun. What did I put on the chalkboard, Courtney? What did I put on the chalkboard? Sin for the win. That's what they were saying. Uh, don't live by that. I was just like, this will be funny. And then I forgot about it. And I'm pretty sure it was on the chalkboard on Sunday morning. But it's fine. <laughs> oh, you erased it? Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, but that's what they were saying. They were like, it's fun to say. I'm just going to keep on doing all this stuff. And then, then uh, Jeremiah was like, bro, bro, hello. Don't stop ignoring me. Y'all got these broken cisterns and holding no kind of water. What are you doing? All right? And so he's trying to tell all these people, saying, like, what are you doing? So they made two mistakes, two big mistakes. All right? The first one was they forsook God, and they were taking matters. second one is they were taking matters into their own hands. The two big mistakes we're talking about this morning is the fact that they forsook God, and they took matters into their own hands. All right? Um, 
if I'm being completely like transparent and honest, the last few weeks, uh, maybe last month, it's been a little really challenging just for me personally. Um, a lot of things have been going down with my family. Uh, a lot of you made more, a lot more details, and if you guys all know members of my family, so. Um, but my parents, uh, my stepdad Daniel and uh, my mom, uh, they're, they're not doing super super hot. Is so that's been on on my mind a lot, and so that affects my sisters. And then um, can. Mm, this will be fun. Sydney, how many sisters do I have? No, three. All right. So, so there is another sister that most of you guys don't know about. Uh, that is just really just last. It's been some wilding. Um, I have three sisters. It's Justin, Jennifer, Jasmine, and Jordan. None, and most people don't know Jennifer um, because she really just has been going just doing. You know, um, I told <laughs> I told somebody Sunday that she told my mom the other day uh, that she likes to go strolling and like, you know, strolling sounds nice, right? Like I'm going to stroll in the park, hang out with my girlfriend, but no, strolling to Jennifer is uh, strolling around looking for unlocked cars. <laughs> so she was like, oh, well, that sounds, yeah, thank you for adding to society. Um, but yeah, she's been really going through a lot of things and I've been really distressed out because uh, my personality, I like to fix things. Um, I like to make things happen. Like, hey, if something's going wrong, I want to fix it. And like, you know, talk is cheap. Let's go. Let's make things happen. Why are we talking about it? Let's do it. All right. Um, and so that kind of personality and waiting on the Lord is hard. It's hard. Sometimes I really just want to, every time something bad happens, I'm like, it's all good. Um, the Lord has gave me strength. Let's Samson this thing. Let's go. Um, and I always want to take matters into my own hands. Uh, my family my family has been the, the biggest thing that's been teaching me to wait on the Lord and have faith because they are broken. A lot of things that are happening. And I've been really convicted uh, the last couple of weeks because I just need to be a, a better brother. Um, I need to be a better brother to my sisters because, like, they, my parents are great. My parents are awesome. But there's a lot of this, like, unsetting things that are happening. Um, and because of my personality and trying to fix things, I take so much weight on. I take so much weight on of like, I need to fix this. I need to do this. You know, I need to make sure that vibe is going well and that CLC is still doing good and my family's doing good, but I can't really do anything about any of those things because ultimately, like, God is in control of all of that. You know, God is the one that, had, that, that leads people and calls people to come to CLC. God is the one that places the messages and things that I need to do inside of vibe. God is the one that's going to bring my family back together. And so many times, I am ignoring the wrong things. You know, so many times I need to be ignoring the voices that are inside of my head that tell me that I have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I'm, I'm ignoring, and I'm ignoring the, the fact that God is like, hey, I'm here. God is saying, hey, I can bear this for you. Hey, that I'm here and I want to encourage you, I want to lift you up, and I want to tell you that you can do it. But there have been so much has been going on. And I told you a couple, a couple days ago that my grandma has been sick. Uh, and she was in the hospital. She found, they found that she had heart disease um, because she didn't listen to the doctors and kept smoking after she, they told her not to smoke. Um, don't smoke. It's bad, bad things. Um, but it really it, it weighed a lot on me. And on top of that, I'm like, okay, I need to make sure things are going well with district council and then people are about to graduate. And I need to make sure that people in the school don't feel ignored because feeling ignored makes you feel alienated and feeling alienated makes you be like, I'm out. And so all these different things are happening. I'm like, okay, um, how do I do this? And then one day at home, me and Cassie, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. 
And my wife is really awesome. My wife is, um, uh, pray for her, she's at jury duty right now, and the tech, she's texting me. It's like she's live tweeting events. It's really funny. Um, but uh, she's really great at reminding me about stopping and hearing from the Lord and stopping and, and, and reminding me that God ultimately is in control of all of these things and that I am just a man and that I can't do everything. So what is what, is, what does the hue mean, all right? Uh, in, that, in that text, it says that they were hewing out cisterns for himself. Hue is to chop or to cut out um, um, of like a piece of wood or anything like that. So they were cutting out and making and taking control, coming out cisterns for themselves. Cisterns that were broken and were not holding any water. A cistern is a tank of something that stores water. Think of like a jug. They were just cutting out wooden jugs for themselves and saying, you know what, this is me, all right? So the jug, the cistern in this, um, this passage represents our lives. They're taking control of everything that was them. They were saying, you know what, I got this. I'm about to hew this out. I'm going to marry this person. They got this. I'm going to do all these things. Like, I don't need to consult God because I'm good. I got a lot of energy. We good. We got this. Right? And so the whole time they were taking control and saying, you know what, I can do all of this out of my own strength. So my question for you this morning is, are you holding on to your own cistern, wanting more? Are you saying, you know what, I, I have this. This is me. I'm going to hold this in my hand, and it's going to take care of everything I need to do. Like, I, me, Justin, is in control of this cistern. It is a very, very scary thing to take control of your own life because we are flawed, we don't know, we mess up, and we're going to make mistakes. So many times, what we love to do is just to carry around this, to hold it close and say, you know what, I made this, I cut it out myself, I'm proud of it, it looks good, like I just need to be in control. I'll make, I'll, I'll make sure I pour out what's, what's good and what's, what doesn't need to be in there. And, like, you know, I'll put, put some Jesus in there when, it, when it's good. and It's fine. I'll hold on to this. But when we continually live off yesterday's prayer, worship, we become spiritually stagnant. If we're holding on to our own things, not allowing anything to happen. Only kind of pouring it in when we, when we think it's good. Again, we are flawed individuals. We're just men and women. And so we don't know exactly when we need more. We just kind of be like, oh, you know, that, that typical, like, you know, I need, I, need, I need some more. Things are going bad. Let me get, let me get to the altar. Uh, things, things are kind of hurting, so let me just put out a, like, hey, give me, give, give me something. And eventually, when you use and abuse your relationships like that, they begin to crack and they begin to break. And they won't hold anything. You won't be able to hold or sustain anything for long when you are just in control and you just put it out as a collection plate for your brokenness and you don't allow it to be continually filled with fresh water. We are relying and we are living so many times off the water that is just sitting in there. It's standing water. It's stagnant. It starts to smell. It gets disgusting because freshness isn't coming in there. Newness isn't coming in there. And then when we've been using it for so long and we allow it to crake and break and, break and things just seem to slip outside of it, nothing good is inside of it. And we try to take a drink and nothing is there. We try to go for more and nothing is there for us. 
We want more of God. We want to grow. We want to do more. But we just are too scared to let go. We're too scared to say, hey, you know what? I can't be in control. I can't be in control. We stop growing. We stop developing. And we forget what that verse says, that God is the fountain of living water. That when things become stagnant, when we don't know what to do, when things break, he is the one that's going to be the life source. He is going to pour newness inside of us. You can't do it by yourself. You cannot. You are not strong enough. You will fail. If you say, you know, out of my own power, I'm going to try to make this happen. Out of my own power, I'm going to try to be the head of my family. Out of my own power, I'm going to lead worship. I'm going to preach a message because, you know, I was really good at speaking. If I could, I could get up here and I can be like, hey, you know what, I'm going to preach a message because I was in theater and I can talk in front of people and I'm just going to do that. But if I preach a message out of my own talent, yeah, people might be like, oh, that was really good. Oh, that sounded nice. But the spirit of God wasn't in it. But the Lord isn't moving. We need to be totally connected to God, having him pour in fresh and new water day in and day out. If you want to have a lasting, long relationship with Jesus, we have to stop taking control of these broken cisterns, these things that we think are good, this life that we think that we have together, that we never say, God, I need new water, fresh life every single day. So many of us are broken. Fresh water is trying to be poured into us, and we just don't want to hear it. We have a cistern, we have something, and we have people, we have leaders, we have family members that are like, here, this is something you need, this is something you can grow on, and we haven't come to realize yet that our cisterns are cracked, and everything that they're pouring in, and we go to try to take a drink, and there's nothing there. And that is a scary place to be. When you're living your life with a broken, cracked, destroyed cistern, and you don't even realize it. You can sit inside of a service. If you have not felt the Lord, there might be a crack in your cistern. And we've all, I've, we've all been there. I'm not trying to sit up here and be like, you know, I just have a perfect relationship with God. I've never made mistakes. I've been in places where I've had a crack cistern. I've been on staff at a church where I've been like, I'm, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I've messed up. I'm human. We've made mistakes. But the thing is, you need to identify your weakness. You need to identify and say, you know what, I'm not where I need to be. I'm not where I need to be, and I, need, I want to be full of fresh water. I never wanted to be stagnant because I'm always drinking. I'm always able to take a drink and be like, God, you are new. You are awesome. You are giving me life every single morning. I'm taking in what you have poured in the day before. God, you are so great. And some of us have had that, and we're just riding out on a cistern. It might not be cracked yet, but it's just sitting there, sitting off to the side. There's no fresh water going inside of it. You know, there's some good stuff in there. But slowly, it takes a long time for water, like standing water, to start to smell and get real disgusting. But it, 
It can happen. And it only happens in the absence of light. <laughs> it only happens in the absence of light. If you have standing water that begins to mold, it smells disgusting. If, it, if it's in the light, it will evaporate and you're like, you'll be like, oh, oh, you know, you'll know. But if you've like really just retreated and gotten into a bad place and there's no freshness, there's no newness there, it'll begin to smell. It'll get nasty. And no, nothing's going to want to be around it. It takes a lot, a lot more work to clean out a cup that has that mold in it. And a lot of times you're, you just want to throw it away. It's nasty, you know. But we can't just throw away our lives. We got to get in there. We got to clean it out. And it takes some work. But God is willing to work. God is willing to get inside of the cracks. God is willing to clean out all of those things. So if you may be in this room, and maybe you, the last couple months, it's been hard. That maybe I just like sat down and had the cistern in my hand. Maybe I sat it off in the corner and maybe it's starting to get a little stagnant. Don't go into your summer with a broken cistern. Don't go into your summer with standing water. Remember and know that God is the living water. He is the fountain. He's going to pour more in every single day. And also the, the second, they, they forsook him. To forsake is to abandon or desert. Have we slowly begun to abandon the Lord and not even realized it? Because, like, again, we all have gifts, talents, abilities. We're able to do things. or you know, We can be in good moods. We can put on a smile when we need to. But I feel like if you, you can also easily just slip away. And turn your back and not even realize that you have been disconnecting yourself from what God is doing. Because you haven't trust him. You're ignoring everything that is around you. You're looking down at your cistern and saying, you know what, God, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to fix this. I need all these different things. And you're asking him to say, you know what, fix this relationship. I've been broken. I've been hurting. All these different things. And slowly you're like, you know what, maybe he's not listening. Maybe my prayers aren't working. Maybe I'm just messing up. Maybe just look at ourselves, at our problems, at what is going on. And we keep asking. And we keep seeking. And we're like, God, why isn't things happening? Why aren't you pouring out more? Why, aren't, why am I not growing? Why have I been here and I'm not where everyone else is? What's wrong? And so many times we're so focused on what our little cistern is going on. We're blocking God from pouring anything in because we're so focused on ourselves. That we can't see the broken people around us. We can't see the opportunity that God really has given us because we're so focused on the problems and what is going on. And God is like, please look up. Because I've always been there. I'm always there to encourage you. I'm always going to help you. I'm always going to show you the right way. But if we don't know where to go, if we're so focused on looking down, we can't see where to go next. If we're so focused on our problems and focused on what is here, we can't see what God is doing. And if the Lord is trying to pour 
inside of us and we're so busy looking down. How is anything going to get inside of what he's doing if we're so focused on us instead of what he can do with us? We can't be so focused on our problems that we don't allow any time for the Lord's provision. We can't be so focused on what is going on that we can't say, God, I am just going to surrender. I'm going to hand this over to you, and you feel it. You do what you need to do. I'm going to be free, free to worship, free to pray, free to praise. I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. This doesn't belong to me. I don't want to carve out my own cistern. I don't want to take control of my own life. The Lord is in control. He is the one that leads you, that guides you, and directs you. He is the one that encourages you. He is the one that should be molding and shaping your life, that should be pouring new and fresh water in day in and day out. And so many times it's so easy to give up control and say, you know what, God, I I need to do this. I need to hold on. I need to, I need to, this is me. I need to, I'm sorry, I can't. It's so easy to give up control of the wrong things. It's so easy to ignore the wrong things. If you want to know God in the most profound way possible, stop seeking the result of God and start seeking God himself. If you want to know God in the most profound way possible, stop seeking the result of God and start seeking God himself. When you're seeking the results of God, you're you're ignoring what he's truly trying to teach us. And if we hate to be ignored, how does God feel? He created you. He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if we're allowing ourselves to ignore a real relationship with him, it hurts. God is your heavenly father. He does not want you to be astray. He does not want you to be disconnected. And so I feel that God is like, please, Justin, come back. Come back to me. I don't want you to, I don't want you to go that way. I don't think God's just up there like, oh, it's whatever. No, it's do you. But no, he wants a lasting relationship with you. He is trying to teach us to love, to lead, to heal the broken, and we keep on ignoring. You treat God more like a vending machine than a fountain. Like, you know, hey, I need this right now. And we just try to receive something for that moment. Instead of having a continuing fountain pouring into us, giving us life, saying, you know what, I don't, I am so amazed that every time there's something going on, I am already connected to you, God. You are blessing my life. You are using me. I am so just humbled because I am connected to you. And God will be there in the times of need. But if you are continually connected to him, you are going to know in the moment what to do, how to pray, what to say to people that are broken because you are connected to him. Start seeking God himself. Start going through this world saying, God, I just want more of you. Like the song that we sang, nothing else will do. We just want more of God. And I guarantee when you have that mindset, he will begin to shape your life. He'll begin to mold you. He'll begin to lead you and guide you, and you will see amazing things happen. We humble ourselves and just seek more of him. Not the results. That's just praying because I want to see something happen. 
praying because I just love God. I just want to be near to him. And yes, we're going to have problems. We're going to be like, we're going to pray for our loved ones that are lost. We're going to pray when bad things happen. But does anybody want to be in a relationship with anyone? All they do is just ask, ask. If you were dating someone and like they didn't even just enjoy being in your company, they were just like, hey, what are you going to buy me food? When are you going to do this? You know, like eventually, initially in beginning stages when you're like, oh, this is fine. It's great. Yeah. And then after a while, you're just like, do you even like being around me? Do you just like hanging out? Do you just like being in my presence? Can we just chill together? I really believe sometimes we miss that. That sometimes you should have a prayer time where you're just enjoying being in the presence of God. They're just like, man, this is good. I just love the Lord. I love being in his presence. I've ignored the wrong things. We need to start ignoring the things that this world is saying, the things that this world is putting inside of us, that is stopping us, that is inhibiting us from having that deep, connected relationship with the Lord. So when I was thinking and praying about this message, I was really nervous. I was like, you know, I haven't spoken to CLC in a long time. I haven't spoken a little bit in general. And I was like thinking, what, what did I need to hear? What do I need to hear? And so many times, we've all been in that place. We've messed up our priorities. When we haven't felt as connected. When we feel like, you know, I, I need more time with the Lord. So this is the last chapel. Like I said earlier, I do not want any of you to leave this week, this next coming Sunday, to go into the summer and feel like I, I don't feel the Lord. I don't feel connected. Because that's scary. It's a scary place to be. And I need you to not worry about who is on your right and who is on your left, who is going to judge you. No one, no one is going to judge you. And if they do, they have no right. And if they do, they have no effect on your life. This is you in a relationship with the Lord.